gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Freedom Wire crew is here today, minus one Connor Grayson, but that's all right. While he's on vacation, we're going to hold down the fort and we're going to come to you and give you all the goods as to the 2020 debacle election that is still not over despite what the mainstream media and liberals are telling you. This thing is still out there. It can still be up. And if you saw the most recent bombastic tweet by Donald Trump, if it is true, things could be really, really bad for the Democrats. Um, did you guys see that tweet that I, I emailed or I texted you guys? Yes, indeed, I did. I checked my phone. Are you talking about the Chanel Ryan tweet? No. No. So this is this is breaking news for Grace. So uh, <laughs> Trump uh, texted. Uh, he he posted this. I'm gonna read this 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 tweet, and uh, you're going to be probably floored. So here we go. Report Donald Trump from Donald Trump's own Twitter. Report Dominion deleted 2.7 million Trump votes nationwide. Data analysis finds. 221,000 Pennsylvania votes switched from President Trump to Biden. 941,000 Trump votes deleted states using Dominion vote voting systems switched 435,000 votes from Trump to Biden. Uh, if this is true, and there is a question as to whether or not the software glitched or there was actual fraud, we don't know. But if this is true, this changes the entire scope of the election. That, that tweet is from Chanel Ryan's report. He's, um, it's a quote he pulled from her. Um, but she, if that report is true, it's crazy, but usually at OAN, they do like these hour long video reports. So I wanna find the full report and read it because I wanna see like the full evidence because I hope that that's gonna be a changer. Yeah, that is, that would be full on Evidence, not so much of fraud, but definitely evidence that we need an investigation before we can call this election, at the very least. Yeah, I mean, the numbers right there, because he doesn't have, the only state he has a less than 100,000 vote, uh, this, you know, he's behind Biden is Michigan. And all the other states, he's within 20 to 40,000 votes. And, and Georgia's even less. It's, well, and Arizona, it's even less. Or is it Nevada? Well, well done, Fox News, at your decision desk. But so, I mean, that, that is, if that is true, that is enough votes to sway the election. Because that's always been the question is like, even if there's voter fraud, is it enough to, to make a difference? And uh, clearly that would be make a difference. And let's, let's go ahead and debunk another leftist uh, theory that there is no evidence of voter fraud. There are 500 sworn affidavits of perceived voter fraud. Whether the left wants to accept it or not, this is technically evidence. It may not be proof, but there is definitely evidence that there is voter fraud happening in the 2020 election. Now, we can honestly say without a doubt there is voter fraud in the election because there is voter fraud in every single election ever. So we can definitely say that there was voter fraud. It's what we're looking for 
is the scale. How big was this voter fraud? How how widespread was it? Was it a you know a few dead people names, or was it actual uh, computer manipulation of Dominion software or or whatnot? But that is a a lie. They're saying that there is no evidence. There's absolutely evidence, and but they keep pushing it like that that it's not. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's been obvious since the very beginning, um, since the morning after election night that there was voter fraud. I think just two days later after that, um, Nevada GOP filed 3,000 incidents of voter fraud. And that's just one state and just one GOP. We're talking about all the states. And regardless of the Dominion thing, there's we're talking batches of tens of thousands of votes that are being um, contested and disputed by the Trump campaign. So that alone is enough to sway the election. The Dominion thing is just the cherry on top. That's just basically exposing the entire scheme. Well, and the, the, the word that is important there is no, because they keep saying no. No is zero. They do realize that, right? And there's clearly that's a lie because there is evidence that if they were real journalists, they still, they would say there's evidence uh, that brings into question if the election, if there was fraud in the election, uh, you know, however, at this point, we don't know if there's enough evidence to overturn the election. That would be a responsible statement right there, but they don't even do that. They just say there's none, zero, zero evidence, none. Oh, you guys are crazy for bringing it up. So the words matter. And when they say no, they say zero. And that is not true. There's absolutely evidence that they would do their job and dig into it then they could, if they, if they found that there was none, then they could report that, but they don't want to even do look into it. Well, and it, and it goes beyond that. They, they've told other lies now too. Uh, uh, the, the postal worker in Pennsylvania that who they worked against to, to try to get him to recant his uh, affidavit, you know, the, the, after listening and reading some of the statements said in that uh, by the, uh, the, uh, task force workers that were that were you know assigned to you know weasel like some kind of uh uh you know recant recant from from this guy we heard what they said we can we can listen to it we can read it they absolutely definitely just tried to manipulate him into changing what he said that was that's all that really was that was that was like tactics from that was like Gestapo tactics. Yeah, they're trying to coerce him into changing his story. And but the most disturbing part about that story is that it was the FBI. Isn't the FBI supposed to be investigating things like voter fraud and all the allegations that are going on, not trying to coerce um, people into changing their story about it? It just how deep the swamp is and the, how far that they will go to change the presidency and change the votes. Well, that's exactly why I'm not in favor of national standards for election. One, it's unconstitutional because they're, the state legislators have that, that is their responsibility. But two, imagine if the left sets that national standards. Oh my gosh, that would be the game over. They'd win every election at that point because they would just, it would, <laughs> they would just rig it for their own advantage. Because they've been wanting this, we talked about this on re previous podcasts, they've been wanting this mail-in vote. COVID has been, was a perfect excuse for them to implement their election strategy, their, you know, voting policy. Yeah, but here, here's the thing, that this is one of those things that could work against them because if they start voting, it, it, it really is. It reminds me of the whole Tammany Hall thing in New York during the 1800s. It's like 
all right, if they're gonna if they're gonna cheat the vote, we're gonna cheat the vote. And the next thing you know, we're gonna have we're gonna see candidates with like six hundred million votes when we only have three hundred and sixty five million Americans. I mean, this is this is where it's going to lead. If they are going to continue down this road, it is going to be a tit for tat kind of a thing because that's what has to happen in politics. These, you know, as much as we want to say that you know conservatives are above or want to go above uh you know what the left is doing there comes a point where if we don't keep up we don't stay up and that's that's a problem well i don't necessarily agree with that because we haven't seen any evidence of the gop committing fraud just yet so it's a it's a pretty um big assumption to say that they would then commit voter fraud to tit for tat with the democrats um, I, I think that if the Democrats get away with committing voter fraud like this, it just shows how powerful they are. And they, no matter how much fraud the right would possibly commit, they would still stay in power because they would have control of the judges in the Supreme Court if it went their way after all. You know, the thing is, on Joe Biden's end, you think he would, if he felt confident in the results, he would encourage these these recounts and stuff because why would he want so half the country for the next four years or two because he might not make it that long will think he's an illegitimate president like when you want to like be have nobody because no the results or people are going to question it for for your entire term yeah okay though it's about political gain (laughs) yeah and and just to be clear grace i wasn't saying that they 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 there has been any evidence of, of conservative cheating but if the if the if the Democrats are able to make the national uh, standards for voting, and this is how it's going to be going forward, and they rig it in their favor, the the right would have no choice but to cheat in order to try to gain uh, some kind of advantage. If that's how it's going to be, um, I'm, I'm not saying they would, but if they want to win any kind of election. Uh, and going forward, if the left is able to be, or if they're if they're um, successful in getting everything they want as far as election uh, etiquette is going going forward, we would be left out in the cold, and that doesn't leave us many options. Well, I think that makes the Republicans left out in the cold, though, because then I, I don't think they would have the choice to cheat, and I don't think they're strong enough to to cheat as a whole. Um, I think they personally have no not much of a backbone without Trump. So by themselves, I don't think they would be able to commit a mass voter fraud effort like the Democrats have. Um, I think their only option would be at that point to try to negotiate with the Democrats and get some things that they want for certain other things. I, I think it would become a negotiations thing at that point um, versus committing fraud to win. Yeah, but we can't negotiate with them now. That's no, the but problem. they would... Right, but they would be giving up power because they, I mean, they essentially would have no power against the Democrats at that point. So they would be like, well, what's my only option? I want to keep making money, right? So I need to negotiate with the Democrats to see, like, what kind of little deal they can get. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it goes back. It's ugly. (laughs) If the Republicans were going to give in, it would definitely, I could see that happening on the national election standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, it becomes... It's not about the American people at all. They, they're not going to care about the votes. They're going to care about keeping their office and keeping their pockets lined. Well, that's 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 basically what it's about. It's about that power. 
and it's and it's why we we're watching uh you know prominent liberals like andrew yang promoting not even it's not illegal that's what's driving me crazy it's not illegal but it's definitely immoral uh activity of telling liberals to temporarily move to georgia in order to help vote in the in the senate runoff that's happening there that is immoral and it definitely affects the integrity of of that election that is cheating bottom line is cheating it it's legal cheating if they do that depending if you know if being able to set up residency and being able to vote but that's legal cheating if that's what that is well i don't know if it's cheating it's just slimy yeah, I mean, so what I would say to that is if I'm Kelly Loeffler and uh, David Perdue, I, I would, I, I, from a PR standpoint, I think that's great. It's like, all right, look at all these people coming into our state trying to affect our election. It's like they could appeal to the voters that way. If I'm a Georgia resident, I'm like, well, screw these people. They don't live here. They're not Georgians. Like, I think on a, on a PR standpoint, that actually might help. And how many people are going to actually move to Georgia? Because not most people don't have the financial means to just pick up and move. Only yeah, but they don't, they don't even have to. They can just, they can, if they know somebody, they can set up a residence. You know, they don't have to actually move there. They could just, how many people are working from home right now? I, you and I could definitely move up there and say we're, we're moving there and just get a temporary residence. I mean, it's not that hard to do. Right, but that's, um, a, I mean, that's double voting. So that's illegal on its own. Well, isn't it because it, it's a runoff? I mean, it's not really double voting. Yeah, I heard it was well, December, if, if you live if you move by December fifth, right? That was a cutoff. Yeah, that was yeah. And and Vernon Jones is calling for Kemp to make it illegal. You know, it it it, it should be illegal. It, you well, know, that's a, yeah, the legislators should pass the law saying that that's illegal. Again, that goes back to my point earlier. I think I can't stress this enough. Why the state legislators, why are the Republican state legislators, they should be gaveling in the session right now in all these states because they control, they control, especially they control Georgia and Michigan, control Michigan. Although I've heard from some friends up there that they are going to start holding hearings on some of this election process. They need to assert their authority. They, the courts, all these other people, they, they are the ones that set the laws. This is them. They should be holding hearings right now. They can gavel in the session anywhere. Do it. Do your damn job. This is really frustrating. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything in this country anymore. It's really annoying. These, these people can do it. It's not the judges. It's not the attorney generals and everything. They have their roles to play. But ultimately, it's the state legislators that certify this election and send the electors to the electoral college. So do your damn job. But, but my question to you is what are they supposed to do at this point? Because they can't make new election law. What are you asking them to do? I want them to investigate. They're, they need to be holding these people accountable. If there's evidence, okay. they should be holding hearings and, and they should be making this public before it, before they sign off on an election. <laughs> that yeah. been fraudulent. That, that's my point because the Constitution says they're the ones that pick the electors whatever the way they fit. Especially in Pennsylvania. I mean, that one's an obvious slam dunk because of how they got they got overturned by the courts, they, which they don't have that authority to do. That the state attorney general and the state court, uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, they overruled the state legislator and that's just not legal. <laughs> Did you see, um, actually this just happened a few minutes ago, I, I posted this tweet. Pennsylvania judge orders segregated ballots should not be counted. It rules that the Pennsylvania Secretary of State lacked statutory authority to override election law. Which, which level, which court was that from? That, I don't know, it just says judge. 
judge ordered. Depends on which level. Uh, Supreme Court may ultimately decide the case now. So. I think, yeah. So I think any, any, it's, it's baffling that they continue to, to take votes after November 3rd. It's baffling. It's like, no, if you don't get your vote in by November 3rd, it does not count. You've had six to eight months to ask for your mail-in ballot. And in some of these states, nine of them, you were sent one. If you didn't send it in in time, oh, well. It's like Thomas, Thomas Jefferson has, that, has a great quote, is, is we are not ruled by the majority. We are ruled by the majority that participate. And that's, that's what's important here. These people, if you didn't get it in time, then you didn't participate in time and you don't get a choice. I mean, dead people participated. Come on, guys. They, they voted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy that we're, this, we're just allowing this. People are so comfortable at home, just like, you know, acting like this is normal and like we should still keep counting and counting and finding new batches of ballots. This is not normal. And the, the left and the media are really good at normalizing things like cheating and fraud. And um, that's the true danger, I think, to the future of elections. And, and, and what's funny is the left's like, we, we're a laughing stock to the, to the world. I don't care what the and world we, And we say, who cares? Yeah. But you know what? They're the ones that have, that have created this. They're the ones. They're the ones that, that have wrecked this election and made us... Do you guys remember... Uh, uh, what happened in Iran, uh, was it 20, with the Arab Spring and all that stuff? Well, it was the Green Movement, 2009. 2000, was it Obama that? Was just, Obama was just became president. And, and they had voted somebody, you know, and it, it just, that whole election got turned mm -hmm. upside down. And I remember thinking, oh, thank God, <laughs> we don't have that here in America. And now, here we are. Yeah, it was Ahmadinejad's election, I believe, in Iran. And that's all another story, but Obama really messed up there. But that's all another thing. But yeah, exactly. Uh, and this always does crack me up about the world's reaction to like, there's like, oh, the world, we're laughing stuff to the world. Like you said, like, I don't care. Who cares? Like, matter of <laughs> fact, I love the fact that Donald Trump is unpopular throughout the world. I think it's great. That means he's doing something right. Yeah, I, I, wrote yeah, I mean, article. it depends. What'd you say, Rick Grace? For, I mean, for elections, yeah, I don't care what the rest of the world thinks, but obviously when it comes to things like the president's foreign policy and stuff, you kind of have to care what the so, like, Where they love him, though, is Israel. They love Donald Trump and Israel. They want to name a settlement after him. What's with Netanyahu's uh, tweet about Joe, congratulating Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and saying that they have a great relationship with Joe Biden and whatever? I'm like... Um, at the end of the day, Netanyahu is the president of Israel, so prime minister of Israel, so he's got his own reasons. But there's no doubt he loves Trump. He's said it many times, so I don't know. He's still, at yeah. the end of the day, you know, prime minister of Israel. I, I, yeah, I saw that, too. Uh, Boris Johnson, some of the guys, I don't know, I just think they're, you know, it's kind of obligatory. They just kind of have to do it. Well, but it's not obligatory like... when there is no president-elect. Yeah. Well, yeah. But they're, they're just taking it as a given that it's happening. But I, yeah, I, I guess. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, here's the whole thing. I think Boris, I, I'm, Boris Johnson is not who he, who he projected himself to be. He's not very conservative, actually. That's a good No, point. that's exactly it. He, he's, yeah, he's not. He's a, uh, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And, uh, and, and. Nigel Farage, you know. 
Yeah, he's no Nigel Farage. So I'm I'm, I'm done caring about what what uh, Boris. Uh, I almost said Yeltsin. Boris Johnson says. So it's like you know, look. Here's what's happening. This thing isn't over. We have a recount going in Georgia. We got recounts. Uh, the, the the count hasn't even finished in Nevada. We have this thing is still up in the air. And yes, does it look like it's going to go Biden's way? Yes, absolutely. Looks like it's going to go Biden's way. And if it does, who cares? He's one man, and he does not have the energy or that dragon energy that Trump has. So you know he's not going to get half as much done as, as, as Trump did. So he's one man, and it's not going to change that much. What matters is the Senate race. What matters is, is, is what's happening in the lower levels, in the, in the, in the legislative uh, section of our, of our government. Uh, that's, that's what's important, and it looks like it's going our way. I strongly disagree that it looks like Biden's going to win. With all the fraud allegations and affidavits and lawsuits and everything coming out right now, it looks better for Trump. And plus, several states aren't called on most networks. So I disagree that it looks good for Biden. But um, and it definitely does matter the presidency, I think, even more than the Senate and the House. Um, because we, ha we can't let the we have, to, we have to be more focused on the presidency right now, one, because it's undecided, and two, because um, if, if the, the Democrats get the Senate and the House, we have to have a strong president. We can't let them get all three. But they have the Senate that weakens his, his power to get through legislation. That's why I think Georgia is really important. But yeah, my problem has always been, and it doesn't matter who the president is, is the obsession this country has with who the president is. It wasn't designed to be that kind of system. I, granted, I know they broke it, so you're gonna have to play, you know, it just become that, but at the same point, He's just one branch of government, and it's become too powerful. And that's that's just no matter who the president is. Oh, don't get me wrong; I think it's super important that Joe Biden's not president. There, even if they he has the Senate and he has, you know, he doesn't have the Senate anymore. But because there is things that he'll be able to do, executive orders wise, he'll put us back in the Paris Climate Change, you know, Accord. He'll put us back the Iran deal back together. There's the we'll be back in the WHO. So there's a lot of things he can do. He can do DACA. So there are some, again, he shouldn't be able to do some of those things. The executive orders are not law, but they've become law, but it is, that's just how it would be. So it's very important, but it's, but it is also worth noting that the Republicans kicked butt on election night overall. I think that does matter. See, to me, to why the Senate is more important to me is if Trump wins and we hold the Senate, then, uh, you know, we'll be able to get it, at least we we have a, a level of protection and a level of of um, ability to get some things done. If the, the if the Senate goes to the Democrats and then Biden wins, then we're screwed. We are absolutely screwed. So to me, the Senate right now is the more important race um, because it's going to be what hold that Senate is going to be what holds or unleashes whoever is president in, in place. So mm -hmm. it, it, that's that's why I say it's more important. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's important because even though the Republicans are very feckless a lot of times, you still, even Mitch McConnell, they're not going to let Green New Deal go through. They're not going to let court packing go through. They're not going to let, they're not going to, you know, end the filibuster, let that happen, legislative filibuster. There's a bunch of policies that they're not going to, gun control, all right. these 
that so those are they're so far left the, the left has become there's even squishy people like Mitch McConnell are not going to give into that stuff but this presidency specifically I think is more important than the Senate because it's also about guaranteeing free and fair elections if Trump loses the presidency it just proves that the left can do whatever they want to get in power it breaks there's like at that point there's no boundaries we need to be able to hold them accountable and expose the fraud that they're trying to commit against the president so it's it's about more than just um which which branch is more important than the other this is about maintaining elections and votes that matter yeah and, and the problem is is right now and and again it's hard it's like it's very hard to call if they if they're if if biden wins you can't you it's like you can't say he didn't win if trump wins you can't say he didn't win except the other side will no matter what this this, this presidency and and that's what makes me so angry about the mainstream media calling this calling uh calling this election for biden when it hasn't happened yet because what's going to happen is if this flips and it does go trump's way these what are we at? 72 million Americans that voted for Trump, or I mean, voted for Biden, are going to be so angry. And those businesses are not going to have time to put those boards back up when they start rioting and looting. That's when things are going to get bad. That's a good point, because then they, they've raised the expectations with these people that Biden's already won the election. And if you know it gets overturned, then they're going to just lose their freaking minds. Mm -hmm. They're only furthering division to an almost an, an unfixable point because we've already been so divided over the past four years, but by the media setting this up for Biden like this, and then if Trump takes it back, it's going to make it seem to the left like, like all my liberal friends are going to think that Trump stole the election and Trump has the courts on his side and, you know, Trump, 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 and it's going to make it even worse. And then we're not, we're really not going to be able to have conversations with our friends and family after that. Um, but unfortunately, it's still if Trump wins and the courts decide that things go his way, then that's just the truth we have to deal with. And we have to explain that to people. We have a big education problem in this country. You think? Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> if there's one thing that 2020 has shown us and hope, and hopefully when the history books are written about what this, this time is, it'll get back into an education of our, our, uh, our, our, our governmental system from local politics to state politics to uh, uh, federal politics, because it is so important. Each, what you think isn't important is now become profoundly important, depending on where you live and, and who makes the decisions for your state. Um, the good news is, is that if this does go to the, uh, to the legislative branch to call who the president is going to be, it's Trump's. It's it's all in Trump's bag. If this, if it, if it, if, if the the they vote uh, by delegation, right? What's that? The House and they, by the House they vote by delegation, and there's more yep. Republican. Delegation. And they have they have to vote by party lines. Republicans control thirty states. Yep. Trump will win automatically. So, I hope they're prepared for that. None of these people are prepared. They keep, and it's so funny watching how smug a lot of these liberals are. They think it's over. They don't understand. They're not they're, They think that Biden has won and they are going to have their their hopes dashed to the rocks 
when this gets overturned or if this gets overturned because it is not over. It's not over. Yeah, that's the important thing. That's what I've been saying all over social media on everything right now. It's like, it, the, this is not over. Joe Biden is not president-elect. He doesn't become president-elect unless the Electoral College pledges their votes to him in December. Um, that's the date. The only reason we could call him president-elect is if it, this was an uncontested election, and it's not. Um, I honestly feel bad for people like my, my friends and family who believe that Joe Biden is president-elect. They've been celebrating on on everything, I'm not, I can't say exactly what I saw, but um, let's just say that my friends and family are very happy that Joe Biden, is, they think he won. And it's it makes me sad for them because like if this was, if I was in their shoes, I would probably be very, very, very let down when it goes to Trump. And it's not their fault, they're brainwashed by the media. It's the mainstream media's fault. And I like Fox News for, for a lot of it, but, I'm kind of glad that people are moving over to Newmax and OAN because they people deserve more better truth. And you know, you say you're sad. I'm not sad, and the reason I'm not sad is because of how smug these people are in their in this victory. It's like it's not a victory, and you're acting so smug that it makes me want bad things to happen. It makes right, but they think that's the truth in their mind because that's, they believe the media. No, I, I understand. No, I understand. But regardless, their, their smugness is their decision. It's not, you know, it's, 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 that's on them. And I'm not saying that, that we wouldn't be, but mm -hmm. at yeah. least we would wait until we had an actual decision. Cause if you think, they're smug now. Wait until this gets overturned. Imagine what, how many more. Uh, imagine the conservative rush back to Facebook just to throw it in the faces <laughs> of all the liberals. I hope we're more civil than that, but I definitely see it happening. <laughs> I can promise you one thing. I can promise you one thing. I won't do if I'll be if, if Donald Trump wins. I will not cry. Don't cry if he loses or wins. I might shed a tear of happiness that we have free and fair elections that are protected by the law. The, the, like, I don't know. So you seen Van Jones on CNN just bawling. The Rock apparently says he cried, which major loss on the man card on that one, Rock, about Joe Biden won. I, was like, I, I will never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever cry if a politician wins. Because at, at the end of the day, what I, what I do, what I do is I want the, I don't want people to care as much about who wins the elections, if that, if that makes sense. It shouldn't be that much power over our lives. So if you're crying and going hysterical about your candidate, or the opposite, in 2016 when Trump won, they just, oh my, you know, the famous woman crying at the sky, you know, those, all those reactions and stuff. I, that's a problem to me. I, again, so... Unless maybe I had a family member got elected, I might be emotional, but I can't, outside of that, I can't, oh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, they yeah, cry out of it. anger, right? That they're they're upset that Hillary Clinton lost. That's what I said, either way, win or they do it either way, is my point. Is, you're right, you're right. It's like, yeah, I, I don't understand the emotionality of people connected to politicians. Like, I, I, do, I just don't get it. Um, yeah, mine's connected to freedom. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. See it all the time. The only time. And if that I means cry, a politician, then you know. The only time I cry is when a dog dies in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Other than that, you you gotta you gotta really you gotta really make me sad. And a and a, and a politician can neither make me happy nor sad as to 
who they are to make me emotional. That doesn't mean if Donald Trump wins, I won't party. Self-raised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll probably do my dance. I'm just not going to cry. I'm just not going to cry. I'll, I'll do a little happy dance if that happens. <laughs> but a little, little gopher <laughs> from Caddyshack. You know, a little. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm not. Again, I'm I'm not emotion so emotionally attached to it that it that it matters that you know I, I I'm going to jump for joy or 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 cry out of despair because of it it's just not doesn't make sense to me but then again i'm i'm i I try to think of myself as logical and 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 know what uh what is worth putting my emotions into in this world and what isn't and politics should not be one of those things well i mean okay i'm not gonna lie politics consumes every minute of my life because when i'm not here i'm working on other things politically related so i get very emotional over politics (laughs) And I'm not a crier. I'm really not. But I will, I could say that I might possibly shed a tear over if Trump wins this election because this has been such a big deal. And it's not because it's Trump. It's because of the principles of of what's going on. Um, It would be basically like expanding our freedom, limited government, stuff like that, and stuff that we're fighting to keep. And the fact that we had to fight to keep it is very emotional. So I can't say that I wouldn't shed a tear, but that's just me. You're allowed to cry whenever, if it's your party. Okay, it's not, I'm t- okay, it's not going to be a waterfall of tears. It would be just like a water, a you know. Lift, let's not, <laughs> yeah, let's not get to that point yet. We got There's no, still no, no. a lot of the process to go. I mean, it still is an uphill battle. I mean, we have to be honest because I still got to do trust the courts even to rule in his favor. You know, it's not, it's, and the state legislators are taking. There's so a there's, lot that needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. So even again that's again it goes back to the being cynical because we don't trust the the institutions mm-hmm. yep uh, well i think joe, that's a good way i want to say this if joe biden does win and it's legit like he will be the, my president unlike the left for four years that said trump is not their president you live in america and he's legitimately like whoever's the president is your president that's yeah. i'll still call him president biden unfortunately yeah. if yeah. i have to Ugh. but yeah terrifying but maybe, maybe yeah but when i write it i'll put an asterisk next to it <laughs> that should be part of our style our put style quotes, president biden president <laughs> biden we'll add that to our style guide for writing at freedom Wire. you have to put it in <laughs> put biden well i think that's a good place to end it guys we've been uh we we got some good stuff out there hopefully ladies and gentlemen you liked what you heard if you did please let us know uh do you think that uh this is going to blow up in the Dems' faces? Let us know. Do you think Biden won? Let us know. Comment below. Also, please like the video. Share the video. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and also hit that notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode comes up. Also, if you haven't already, please become a member of Freedom Wire. It's completely free. It's real easy to do. Click that link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen and it will take you to Freedom Wire. Give us your email and we'll start sending you stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us, and you probably won't read anywhere else. Well, you might read them other places, but uh, you'll read them here first. Yeah, read them here first. <laughs> All right, guys, Ed, anything you want to end with? Go to the march in DC this weekend. Are you going? Oh, no, you're in California. Support the president. No, I'm not going, I have a personal thing. I would totally go if I could. I, oh, yeah, I just wanted to say one more thing. I thought it was hilarious how excited Hunter Biden looked this Saturday. 
did you we finally see, where's hunter we finally seen him on the stage and he's like if daddy gets elected if he becomes president i'm gonna be rich <laughs> i can sell the oval office access now yeah. <laughs> um yeah and i'm just gonna remind you guys we are all americans we all have a voice and uh the most important thing we can do with our voice is shout for freedom stay free america god bless